For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Dennis Yu, and we're going to explore TikTok ad strategy the easy way. If you think TikTok ads are complicated or you don't want to have to create TikTok content and you still want to benefit from TikTok ads, well, guess what? This is the episode for you. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Dennis Yu. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by my good friend, Dennis Yu, who is a social ads expert and co-author of the definitive guide on TikTok ads. And he's also the founder of Blitz Metrics. Dennis, welcome back to the show. What's up, Mike? Super awesome to have you here. So today, Dennis and I are going to explore TikTok ad strategy. You know, Dennis, a lot has happened with you over the years since you were last on the show. You were last on the show in 2017. A lot of people know you as a Facebook guy. So why don't you tell me a little bit about like what has transpired with you and your business since 2017, and then how in the world did you get into TikTok ads? Well, you know the price of Facebook ads has doubled every year. And Larry, Kim, and I have done some research to show that it went from $5 to $10 to $20 per thousand impressions. And a lot of the data has been disappearing, not just because of Cambridge Analytica, but iOS 14, Google Chrome, all the extensions from GDPR that are impacting us. And it's just a perfect storm where TikTok came in. Originally, it was under a few other names, but it's called TikTok here, like ByteDance is the parent company. And I discovered that a lot of the things that worked on Facebook, short form video, like 15 second stories that were working on Instagram stories, translated very well to TikTok because it's selfie style, not highly produced kinds of videos, telling stories. So, you know, I've been promoting the dollar a day tactic for quite some time. We've spent a billion dollars on it. I've been promoting the one minute video. And now if we can condense the one minute video down to 15 second videos, then we can have things that appear to be native on TikTok and we can have success on TikTok, even if we are not young adults that are singing and dancing or the kind of thing that causes most real business professionals to not want to be on TikTok. And so I found it to be an amazing place for businesses that have word of mouth, have some kind of expertise to share because they can share that on their mobile phone by literally just pulling it out like this and making a selfie style video. And for those people that are willing to make video or they've made video on YouTube, they've made video on Instagram or Facebook, TikTok is a fantastic place. We like to say that 
TikTok in 2022 is like Facebook in 2007. All the criticisms about it's not ready or it's for young adults or my audience isn't there or I don't want to sing and dance. You don't have to do any of that. You just share your advice or you just highlight your customers. And the very best thing is that you can boost what your partners and customers and friends and employees have to say about you. So this is where I want to like dig in on your story a little bit because you were all in on Facebook and at some point you decided to go explore TikTok and ultimately co-author a book on it. So tell me a little bit of that story. Like how was that journey? When did that happen? Tell me a little bit of that. About two and a half years ago. And I saw Musical.ly, which was the original incarnation of TikTok, where people were doing reaction videos or they were doing duets. And I thought, I'm supposed to be a social media expert. So, okay, fine. I'll go check out this platform, but I'm not going to waste a lot of time. I just need to, like anytime there's a new social network, I'll come in and take a look at it. But then I found, wait a minute, these guys are smart. So I've had meetings with the folks that run TikTok and they told me that they, I'll probably get in trouble for telling you this. They are intentionally copying what Facebook has done on the ad side with business manager, with the setup of the accounts, with the way you set up campaigns and the objective, optimizing towards the objective, custom audiences, pixels. They've literally, like they've copied how to do lead ads. So TikTok lead ads are the exact same thing as Facebook lead ads. So for me, it was a very familiar transition to move from Facebook business manager to TikTok business manager. Well, let's be honest. Facebook has copied TikTok, you know? And vice versa. And even YouTube is copying. Yeah, everybody's copying everybody. That's unfortunately the nature of the beast. So when did the book come out? And talk a little bit about that and then tell me kind of what you're doing with your agency with TikTok-related stuff. So here's the book. Perry Marshall and I are co-authors. So if Perry Marshall, who is the godfather of Google ads, can get on TikTok, then certainly all the rest of us can. And I was even thinking, I can't do TikTok because I felt like I'm the old guy who doesn't get it. Remember like with our parents, we would help them program their VCRs. I felt like that. I've been around a bunch of TikTokers where they have six and a half million followers and they're showing me how TikTok works. So what I did was I literally interviewed these other people that are doing massively success. Like they're not just because they're doing sports, media, entertainment, fashion, beauty, but business professionals, chiropractors, conference organizers, real estate agents. And I've been mimicking what they've been doing. We'll maybe talk later about our thing with Jake Paul and these other folks. And I just found it to be an amazing place where if we can make 15 second stories and share that, do collaborations with other people, make content that feels natural, then we can succeed as businesses without having to be on TikTok. It's like being a pilot on the airplane versus flying the airplane. So we're here using TikTok for business to promote our business as opposed to wanting to spend hours and hours just as a user on TikTok. So I've collected a ton of these stories and we've distilled these into this book. There's a, a bunch of things that are very surprising about TikTok, if we can talk about those. Yeah, before we do, just tell everybody kind of what services you offer. I'm just because do you offer TikTok advertising for certain kinds of brands? Oh yeah, we, we do. We've run an agency for a long time. And I think that the key with social advertising is not that, you know, I can run ads or someone else can run ads. It's, I think increasingly that the systems are so smart that it's just like pressing a button on a toaster or, you know, pressing play. Anyone can press play. It's the ingredients that you put in. So we coach several thousand agencies. I'm here in Austin teaching several thousand agencies as part of Digital Marketer, their certified partner program. And so we have an agency 
but we also send folks based on fit. Like there's agencies that just do TikTok ads for chiropractors or just for real estate agents or just for course creators or just for whatever that is. And that's where I think everything is going with social advertising. So we're happy to advise. We have courses and programs, but for implementation, we think that you should work with someone who has done TikTok ads for your exact type. So if you are an orthodontist, then you should only work with someone who has done TikTok ads for other orthodontists and achieve results. Dennis, there are plenty of people listening that are very familiar with Facebook and Instagram ads, but they have not yet broached over to the TikTok ads and they might be a little skeptical on TikTok ads. Make the case as to why marketers that are listening ought to consider if they're already doing paid acquisition TikTok ads. So if you have an existing business, startups doesn't apply. You're not going to find a business model on TikTok. But if you're already driving success on Facebook because either you have lead ads that are working on Facebook, you have custom audiences that are converting, or you have some kind of word of mouth and some sort of sharing, TikTok's going to amplify that. There's a few differences with TikTok, such as the traffic is way cheaper, all the detail targeting and the kind of targeting that you were used to on Facebook is gone. So now it's all in the content that you have. So if you have video content or if you can produce video content, I think you're going to find that your ROAS, your CPA, these other kinds of performance cost per lead metrics will be about twice as good. Your click to lead conversion rate and your lead to sale or whatever may be about the same between TikTok and Facebook because we're still using objectives like conversions or cost per lead. And this both systems will optimize to your goal in the same way. But because the base cost of the traffic is way cheaper, like five or six dollars instead of like $20, then your net result is going to be better because there's way more inventory than there are people that are advertising right now. So I think the price will go up in the next couple of years, but right now it's fantastic. Do you also feel like the audiences might be different and you could reach a new audience on TikTok that might not be on Instagram and Facebook? You could reach a younger audience. Certainly you'll hear young adults anecdotally say, oh yeah, Facebook's where my parents are. I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat. But the thing that's most surprising is the fastest growing audience is 30 plus. So we have people that are selling life insurance that are succeeding on TikTok, people that are selling like retirement stuff, which is 65 plus, and that's working. So you have every audience that's now on TikTok, which up until yesterday was the number one website beating Google in terms of most traffic. So TikTok is not just a fad. It is the number one source of website traffic, at least in the United States and up until yesterday. So what, did Google regain their top lead or something? Google regained it yesterday and they released a press release too about how shorts supposed, and I just had lunch. Oh yes, I did hear about this, yeah. <laughs> One of the folks at, at YouTube, we had lunch today and she was telling me all about how Google is spending, well, they technically they're spending $100 million basically for a creator fund and Facebook has a billion dollar creator fund and both of those are directly to combat TikTok. Fascinating. So what I'm hearing you say is that TikTok is a rival and these big platforms like Google and Facebook understand this. And therefore, maybe we ought to consider if we're getting diminishing returns on some of these other platforms, this might be a new opportunity where you could potentially lower your costs. That's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct? Yeah. So let's talk about Spark Ads. You and I, in preparation for this, uh, we're talking about what are Spark Ads and then let's once we define what they are, then we can talk about like what your strategy is with these. So TikTok approached social advertising knowing that it was video first and that small businesses and professionals would have trouble making video. 
This has always been the issue. And often agencies that make video don't do a very good job because they can only go down to a certain level. So content creation, for those of you guys that are agencies or who are consultants, you guys know this is the most difficult part is getting those videos because some business owners just don't want to be on video. So TikTok said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it so that your customers can do your marketing for you. Or these influencers, which we now call creators, can make your videos for you. Or your employees can make videos. And so when someone else makes a TikTok about you or something related to you, it doesn't even have to be a testimonial. You can boost their post. And that's what's so incredible. Now, some folks who, who have been doing Facebook for a long time will say, yeah, but isn't that like the branded content tool where you can get access to business manager or all these other sorts of access things. And I'll say, yes, but Mike, how many people do you know that we're using the branded content tool to boost other people's posts on Facebook and Instagram? I couldn't answer that. I don't even know. Like a couple percent, a few percent of people were doing that. TikTok told me this, and I probably shouldn't say this, but why not? That guess what percent of the advertising spend of every dollar, what percent is on Spark ads? I think you might've told me, so I'm not gonna say what I think, but everybody else think of a number. Okay, now Dennis, say the number. 70, not 17, 7-0. 70% of advertising spend on TikTok are these Spark ads. So let's make sure we really understand what this means. Like, let's break down, what the heck is a Spark ad? Like fundamentally, yeah. So first off, the way TikTok designed the ad ecosystem is that you don't have to be on TikTok to run TikTok ads. You just set up an ad account and you can literally just run ads straight to your landing page or straight to whatever it is without having to be on TikTok because they knew, having watched Facebook and these other guys, that people didn't want to go on TikTok. And there's just kind of this fear, like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to dance. I don't have time. It's another social network. Like, yeah, get yeah, all that. You can run ads on TikTok without having to do that. But they're creating an incentive so that if other people who have a TikTok account, like an actual profile, make things that you like, content that maybe mentions you, like we've done this for some fast food chains. We did this for the number one budget hotel chain in the world where we collected feedback from students and parents that are going on road trips and we boosted what they had to say. So we had some students say, hey, yeah, we're going on a road trip to so-and-so. And then they're saying we're in front of, I don't want to say the name of the hotel because they might get mad. But, you know, this, these are like five tips that we use on how to save money when we're on a cheap student's budget, you know, one, two, three. And then one of them is we stay at, at so-and-so hotel, right? These people were not approached by the brand no. and asked to create the ad. This was something they just happened to have made. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yes and no. So depending on how big your brand is, you might be able to use any of these analytics tools or do searches in TikTok to find when somebody has mentioned you. And you might be surprised, like on Facebook, or Twitter or Instagram, you can use tools like CrowdTangle to find when people have mentioned you, right? There's so, so many tools. Like I just like to use the native ones. And if you find somebody even six months ago said something nice about you, you can reach out to them saying, wow, Mike, thank you so much for saying something about social media marketing world and how you, you know, your agency or whatever. Do you mind if we could just boost that post? All you got to do is go to that particular post, go to the ad settings, give me the, the access code and I'll boost that one post. And that's going to make you better known, right? And it doesn't say boosted by Mike Stelzner, social media examiner. It'll just have that very small print at the bottom saying sponsored. So imagine you could boost any post that's out there. Now, this hotel chain that we did this for, we had some students and parents that were doing this, but we also reached out to a bunch of universities. And you know, all the rules on NIL where student athletes can now get paid basically. Right. 
we had a bunch of students in, in a fun little contest saying, whoever makes the best videos for that school, we're going to award a bunch of $100 Amazon gift cards, which is totally okay, right? So we got additional featured content, and that content did a lot better than the corporate stuff that the brand put out. Because the stuff the brand put out looked like commercials. It just it was obviously an ad. Let me back up a little bit here. So, so far, what I'm hearing you say is that a Spark ad generally speaking, a piece of organic content that was probably created by an average user or someone who is just really good at creating content and they happen to have your product in it or they happen to speak about your product. In order to use the Spark ad, you have to ask permission from the creator. Is that correct? That's right. And once the creator gives you permission, do they get paid or are they mostly doing it because they want to get more views on their videos? Right now, most people their actual customers, their actual clients, and they're making content just because they're making content. And to be able to be acknowledged by the brand is something absolutely fantastic. So we did some stuff for California Pizza Kitchen, which is a well-known chain in the United States. And some of these folks were doing better work than the agency and the, the internal brand people. And so I reached out and I said to this girl in Atlanta who has this like whole CPK group because she loves the salads for some reason. And I said, I'd love to send you some gift certificates and whatnot for all the stuff that you've done for CPK, but would you mind like giving us some of these codes so we can promote what you've done? Like, we don't want to shut you down. We just want to highlight what you've done. And of course, what's that fan going to say? They're not doing it for the money. They'd love CPK. Yes. Right. So when you get a average user to go ahead and give you that code, how does this benefit the brand? I would imagine this is a branding play more than it is a click kind of for more information kind of thing? Is that generally what we're talking about here? Yeah, it's more top of funnel. But certainly with TikTok, you can, well, there's several things that happen. First off, if you're boosting someone else's post and that person is within your customer, psychographic, demographic, whatever avatar, that naturally is going to work. Just like with Facebook boosted posts, the algorithm is naturally going to find other people that are like that. So that drives more engagement, more word of mouth, more brand awareness, which then shows up in more people searching for you on Google, more local results, all, all these other kinds of things. But you could have a call to action. That I found doesn't seem to work as well. So TikTok has a influencer network, which I've never seen anyone under 30 for some reason. And these are like the well-known kid influencers that dance and sing and that kind of stuff. So you can hire them in a network. And there are other networks where you can hire people for like $59 to promote your product and things like that. But those are for directly ads that drive the e-com. You, so you could still do that. But boosted posts, when you're using Spark ads to boost someone else's post, it's pretty much for engagement. I mean, technically, you could turn it into a conversion ad. But if you want conversions and you're not e-com, but you're in lead gen or B2B or software, then what you want to use is a lead ad. So basically, you're doing Spark ads or you're doing lead ads. Okay, let's come back to lead ads in a little bit here because I, I would like to explore that a little bit later. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. So back to the user-generated content. So some of the questions I think going through people's minds is how, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, but how do I go about actually discovering in the first place on TikTok content that is somehow mentioning the brand. Yeah, so you literally, you, you do a search, <laughs> just like you on, on Facebook or Instagram or whatnot. So if I open up TikTok, I can come here, 
This is, this is the thing I hate. When it opens up, it starts playing stuff and it starts to hook you in. Now we have a search up here. What's something that you would want to search on? Some kind of brand, some kind of pop. Well, let's say I'm the brand. Let's just say, uh, let's say California Pizza Kitchen because you already mentioned them and I just had their pizza the other day. So for those of you that are listening, I'm just doing a search. And if I do a search on whatever it is, you're going to see, here's all the stuff on California Pizza Kitchen. Now, I apologize for the, you guys that are listening, but here's a whole bunch of videos of people that are checking in a California pizza kitchen. They're celebrating their birthdays. Look at all these different things. And these are fun food kinds of things, right? And you can see who is making these. It is not from the brand. And some of these are getting, look at these. Some of these are getting some crazy engagement. And here's what the top videos are. Some of these are verified. This one's got 100,000 likes. This has got like 200. And they're featuring different menu items and having, this is exactly what we want. So. If I was California Pizza Kitchen or any brand, I want to find all the people that are talking about me and then reach out to them. And like this one, this dude is eating some bread you can see here. So let's click on him. Eating 3J. If I look on his profile, this guy has 158 followers, 2,000 likes, and he's made, well, he's made like 30 or 40 of these food kinds of videos. Got it. So I could reach out to him, message him saying, hey, dude, I love what you have here. I would love to be able to spend $100 and boost your post. And here's how we do it. Go and give us the access code. Of course, the way it works with Spark Ads is we're only boosting your post. You're, you're not giving us access to your account. We're just boosting that one post. How much does it cost to boost a post and how does it work? Tell us a little bit about that. So TikTok right now has a $20 a day minimum for campaigns. Now, within that campaign, you can have multiple ad groups and those ad groups can have multiple ads inside. So something that we've taught on Facebook for the longest time is dollar a day. So technically it's $20 a day, but you can have many different ads that are inside, many different videos that are competing for that $20. But it's exactly the same as you have on Facebook where you're boosting posts, except you're boosting someone else's post, and then you're just finding out what's winning. And the system, just like on Facebook, is automatically going to optimize to what gets the lowest cost per view and lowest cost per engagement. Just out of curiosity, how many views do you think you could get for 20 bucks? I mean, are you talking a couple hundred or are you talking about a dozen or? If you have something that's doing pretty well, and of course it depends on the vertical. It's just like asking on Google, what's your average cost per click? Well, it depends. But generally a video view should be like a penny to maybe like five cents. Wow. So if you compare that to YouTube, YouTube, you're looking at 25 cents to a buck. Can you narrow it to certain geographic regions if you want to as well? You can. So TikTok, a year ago, you could only go nationally. Then they let us go down to DMAs, like maybe back in October or so. So you could choose like the LA area, but you couldn't go down to like Santa Monica or Long Beach. And now you can't. Now you can go down to the city, but you can't go down to the zip. And you can't do that micro geo, like negative targeting, like trying to draw a circle around a particular hotel. Like you can't do that yet. But if you spend enough money, I think just a couple days ago, they changed. It used to be that city level targeting was beta if you spent enough money. But I think they just announced that everyone can have access to city level targeting, at least in the United States. Okay. So if with the California Pizza Kitchen example, if you know that you wanted to target San Diego, for example, or Southern California, you could do that. And then you could kind of set your budget. And can you even set the time of day? Yeah. You can do day partying. So imagine if you want to do lunch to dinner time or whatever, right? That because So that this pizza stuff comes up when people are hungry and thinking about going out to dinner, right? I mean, you could do that. That's not how it works? Yeah, I, I think you just want to leave it on all the time because their algorithm isn't smart enough to understand day partying. And I know based on having a lot of experience with food, I'm a big data. I'm a big user, right? That people make decisions all the time. The algorithm is smart enough 
to know when to suggest things to people. The algorithm knows when you're hungry, so just let the algorithm do that for you. Don't force it to be you know, between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. or something like that. So when we're looking at these videos, you mentioned search. Is there any other ways to find quality creators? Is it mostly search? There are three or four networks that are kind of like Cameo, where there's people where you pay them $59 to make a video where, where you have to ship them your product or something like that. TikTok has their creator network, which I think is mainly for big brands who are just willing to negotiate deals. There's lots of influencer networks that you can do this on, which I don't really vouch for any of them. I've seen a whole bunch of them. But I think the best thing is just reach out to people that you see are making content that you like. And because this market is so new, just to even for, for them to hear from you is that they get tickled. They really like that. And the last thing you want to do is deal with someone where like, okay, well, it's going to be $10,000 and I'm only willing to make these two posts and it has to be my way. And, and I, you need to see my agent. And we've done some work with A-list celebrities, people who are really well known that obviously are promoting underwear and drinks and cars and things like that. And my experience and other people may have different experiences, but my experience is that paying A-list celebrities doesn't work. My buddy Josh Snow has a nine-figure teeth whitening business, and he paid Floyd Mayweather and Kim Kardashian to do all this stuff, and it was done great. I mean, executed fantastically and got a lot of views, but the conversion rate was terrible because people know that those two A-list celebrities are constantly promoting stuff. Get your real customers. When you find these real customers through search or whatever means, how do we assess which videos are good and which ones aren't? Because obviously TikTok has got its own unique ethos and culture and all that kind of stuff. So what should we be looking for beyond just the views on the video, like the substance of the video? You know, is there certain things we should be looking for? We're looking for in the first two seconds, a hook. The most important part of these 15 second videos is the hook. What's the thing that's scroll stopping that captures their attention? Is like usually the walk and talk videos seem to do the best or the ones where people get a little bit creative where it'll be the same person and they'll be doing like, you know, pretending they're the, the parent and then they're the child and going back and forth. Things that have, that have a little bit of skit-like or maybe they're someone else, someone important in our industry is saying something and then they're on the side like reacting to what this other person's saying. So people who know a little bit more about being on video, especially selfie style videos, tend to do better. People over 40, like you and me over 40, we suffer from something called rambling old man syndrome. Well, that's because we're from the long form media era, right? We're, <laughs> we're when the attention span was longer, like a minute instead of 15 seconds, you know? It, one of the things I have a question about is music is a big part of TikTok. Are you allowed to boost an ad that has copyrighted music in it? No, you cannot. Okay, so that's something we should avoid then. If there's any music in it, I would imagine it's probably not going to be, or what's the deal with that? You know what I mean? Okay, so if you are boosting your own posts, then you want to convert your regular user account to a business TikTok account. That's separate from your ad account. The ad account, you can spend money on whatever and not actually be on TikTok. But a lot of people who believe that the majority of traffic on TikTok is organic and you should focus on organic, and I totally get that, they will say, don't convert to a business account because you can't do duets and you can't use commercial music. And there's certain kinds of trends that you can't do. But when you convert to a business account and then you add a sound and it gives you all the different libraries, there's a few sounds you'll find in ads that work all the time. There's that one that goes, bow, 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 bow. So that's, you probably heard that a ton of times when you're looking at the ads. You can literally just use that one. Just use the same sounds that you hear in the top ads library. 
right? So in the creative center, you can do searches, you can see by industry or whatever, just copy. I don't mean copy, copy. I mean, you know, follow the style and the techniques that the other folks are doing. And it's not hard because there's really only four or five ways to do the ads. So in light of the, the Spark ads in particular, though, if you're going to quote unquote boost someone else's ad and they threw music behind it, you would not be able to do that. Is that what I'm hearing you say? You can't use commercial music, but they have a lot of non-commercial libraries. Are you saying you can change the music when you actually turn it into a Spark ad or no? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's the part I was missing. Okay. Yeah. You, so you just, so literally you have all this direct to face stuff and the options you add music and you can choose from all these different sounds. Okay. So you're technically altering it a little bit when you do that, but not a lot, right? Okay. Got yeah. It. Here's a little hack, which maybe by the time people are listening, it won't, won't still work, but we've tested. And when you put music in there, even if you, so there's the original audio, and then there's the audio of the music track that you select. So then there's two slider bars. You can take the slider bar of the music and push it all the way to zero. And those videos, those ads perform better than if they have no music, even though no one can hear it. So TikTok currently is rewarding us for adding music, even if they can't hear what it is. Huh. Interesting. Getting back to the video to look for, when we're watching someone else's video, Obviously, you talked about how it has to have a hook and all that kind of stuff. You and I, in preparation for this, we're going to give some examples of, and I don't know if these are Spark ad examples or not Spark ad examples, but there were some businesses and people that you've worked for. If you want to give some examples, I think that'd be really good. And then we'll get to lead ads after that. So my friend, Chris Scott, sells courses to real estate agents. And real estate agents have trouble doing their listings. They have trouble talking about how to make video. They have trouble on social media. So he puts out TikToks that will say, hey, did you know the number one reason why agents are unable to do this and this? Or did you know, here's the one thing that agents who sell 10 houses a year versus none do that you don't do. Or here's our guide on how to do, you know, whatever it is, an open house. Here's how to do staging. Or here's how to sell to a, whatever. It's like all these different situations. Each of his TikToks, is a walk and talk style, not a professionally produced one, where it leads, it tells kind of a story, it's high energy, and then it leads people to sign up for something or leads people to think about something. And each of these videos is 15 to 22 seconds. They're all very short. So these are examples of actual organic videos or ads that he's creating? So we will try them as organic and we'll try like four or five different ways of saying the same thing. Or we'll say the same thing, but in different scenes like in the kitchen or outside or among friends or at a conference. With TikTok, it's weird because you could have five or six videos that all look the same, but just something about one of them will cause it to pop and go to 100,000 views just randomly. Like initially, you won't know why, but then eventually you figure out why it is. And it's because of the music. It's because of the way you said something. It's because of the hook. You have to watch each of these different elements. And when you're making your first few videos, you won't know which element it is because there's so many different factors. You have to make your first 50 or 100 yourself and or get your customers and clients and partners and employees to be able to make them. Like Tommy Mello, I was mentioning before, he runs A1 Garage and he has his technicians go out and make videos. These are blue collar guys that install garage doors. These are not social media videographer sorts of people. And he's trained them to ask five questions. Ma'am, what do you think about the garage door? How did we do? How do we make you feel? Would you recommend us to a friend? And capturing these moments so you feel like you're along for the ride. You're about to install the garage door at Sally's house and let's see what happens next. So it's almost like 
a reality TV show where they're bringing you along, right? So it's not the property brothers, but it's something. And they're getting that done in 15 seconds? You can do it in 15 to 22 seconds, yeah. So is 22 seconds the limit for an ad? No, you actually can make an ad three minutes. There's, you can even technically do an hour now. But the, the thing is, you don't want to do past 30 seconds because TikTok is looking at your watch rate, your video completion rate. So if that completion goes below 10%, because what you really want to show, the, the best signal you can show organically or paid is someone watches it all the way through and then they watch it again and they loop. So if you're clever about exactly where it ends and where your beginning is, you can cause people to watch multiple times. Okay, so the Tommy Mello thing on the garage door company, I would imagine the technician is capturing just a bunch of vertical clips and then someone is back at HQ is editing it together and adding music to it and making it into something. And you could hire people on Fiverr to do this or your internal team or VAs to do that. And right now that works, including repurposing video that works. Like you could literally take a Zoom call, kind of like what we have here, and then put the faces top and bottom and do kind of quick editing. And we've seen a lot of people do that, like Alex Hormozzi does a lot of that. However, what I've heard from some friends on the inside of TikTok in the last couple of weeks is that they are rewarding things that are done in app. So if you upload something else, that makes sense, right? They don't want to reward you repurposing content. You saw what Facebook said about uploading things with TikTok with the watermark. They're going to penalize you. You might as well drive into the Toyota dealership with the Honda. Why would you do that? And even YouTube said that a couple of days ago. And the, the lady I had lunch with today at YouTube, she said, don't try to re-upload. Like, I know it's a, you, you were able to get it to work and all this, but if, if you're doing YouTube shorts, upload it natively. And so TikTok, same thing. They don't want you to re-upload stuff from other channels or repurpose. They want authentic content. Or instead of thinking about it as a penalty, think of it as they're giving you like this bonus for doing it inside their app. So back to Chris Scott, the real estate agent, you said you were doing like four, maybe four or five of similar, but slightly different examples organically. Do you want to take the one that really takes off because the algorithm thinks it's good and that's the one you make into a Spark ad? Or do you not do that when it's your own account? Do you understand what I'm asking? So with the Spark ad, you can boost your own posts and you could boost someone else's post because TikTok's assuming that if you create a TikTok ads account, you don't want to actually be on TikTok. But we recommend everyone actually have an account too so they can see how it works and they can boost their own posts and they can boost other people's posts so they can make connections and reach out to other people and say, hey, I'd love to collab with you or interview you or bring you on my podcast or things like that. I don't know what percent of posts are boosted from someone's own personal account versus you know, boosted from friends or influencers or things like that. But I'd Im imagine there's more people boosting their own stuff. Well, yeah. So if you were to do these variations, I would imagine the algorithm knows which one is the best based on the views. And that's going to be the one that you would probably want to turn into an ad. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So, so look at what's performed the best organically. And those are the ones you probably want to boost. And the same is true on Facebook. But the chicken and egg is if you have a new account and you don't have any views, then you don't have any data to tell in the first place. So just use boosting as a way to collect data. And if you're spending 20 bucks a day, you could easily look at 10 or 20 different posts and see which ones are doing the best. Why not? Because I've looked at so many TikTok ad accounts. I can't tell what the winner is. Like, I'll think I know what the winner is. And this has always been true of online advertising. And it's just better to let the data tell you. Let's talk about lead ads for a little bit. How do they work on TikTok? What do we need to know? So a TikTok lead ad is where you send them to a form. And that form autofills because it's within TikTok, just like with Facebook, because, you know, you send them to the website or whatever. You have this iOS 14 thing. People's websites load slow. You don't get the benefit of the auto population. So 
when people go to a lead ad, it's just like on Facebook, where you're going to get half the people that will click through and then a third of the people or so will actually fill out the form or press submit because it, there's less friction, they're collecting the data, they're not having to worry about all these other things. So it's, it's just like on Facebook. And the key is with this lead ad, you have to make sure people know it's immediately relevant what's going on. So I have some friends that are chiropractors and the beginning of that lead ad will say, attention Orlando residents. Oh shoot, it's for people that are in Orlando. And then it shows the chiropractor giving an adjustment to somebody laying on the table and they have the microphone under the table. So when they twist the neck or the back and you hear the crack, then that's like satisfying. It captures people's attention because TikTok's all about showing the thing that you're doing. So if you're a real estate agent, show that you're touring the house or show that you're doing the garage door or show that you're doing like show the thing that you're actually doing. But that first frame means to be attention, you know, Vista, California residents, right? Or whatever it is like, oh, shoot, that's for me. And then you show them the thing, show the person in action, maybe cut two or three different little rolls together where they're cracking the back, they're doing the x-ray, they're, they're having a discussion, like, you know, something where you just kind of get a sense of who they are. And then that last part is book a call or $50 free massage or like, or like whatever the thing is. And so when they click on that, that pops up the form and the form is auto-populated, right? You know, with the lead ads, it's like on Facebook and TikTok, it's auto-populated. So you get a really high submission rate and the cost per lead there might be $3, $4. It's really great. We've done across professional services. So dentist, doctor, lawyer, whatever it is, they're typically like four to $10 cost per lead. Is there CRM integration? Just like on Facebook. So you integrate your HubSpot and FusionSoft MailChimp. That, that's what I was saying before about TikTok, just straight up copied how that stuff works. You know, TikTok, they stole people from Facebook and from, from YouTube to run these systems. So that's not a question. I mean, oh, you mean employees? They steal from each other. Yeah. I mean, Facebook stole from Google. Where do you think their head of sales came from, right? You mentioned Jake Paul and you were going to talk about how you were working with him specifically on the ad side of things. So what did you want to mention about that? Because I know you mentioned him earlier. <laughs> this thing will either cause everyone to say, this is really cool or it will scare them. So we've been filming with Jake Paul for a year. You haven't seen it yet because it hasn't come out. And it's a course on how to become an influencer and start a social media agency. One day I brought 10 people on our team to help film. And one of them just couldn't help himself and started filming by himself saying, I'm in Jake Paul's house and all this stuff from an account that wasn't really anything. But he posted it on TikTok and the algorithm recognized that it was Jake Paul's house in the background. And so it started showing to people who were fans. That video got millions of views and it got half a million people liking it. And I've seen that happen all the time where if you have something in the background, that's why I recommend the walk and talk videos. So whatever city you're in, make videos in front of a well-known monument or someplace like, oh, I've been to that park before. Oh, I, I eat at that, I go to that coffee shop every morning or with other people like the mayor or the sports team or like something that's gonna be familiar to people in your city and therefore, you don't need to do all this like weird interest targeting or whatever. Like your video does the targeting because TikTok is doing the facial recognition and you know background. So let's say you know Mike and you're you're doing the podcast and you have books on a bookshelf in the background. You can be subliminal about the books you put in the background so that TikTok will kind of help you with the targeting. Have you heard of that before? No, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think Facebook does that. Some friends at Google told me they're working on that, but I think TikTok's gone a little further than everyone else. Fascinating. 
Dennis, first of all, this is really, really interesting. We learned about Spark Ads, which I think the exciting take home on Spark Ads is that if I heard you correctly, you do not need to have any presence on TikTok at all. You can spin up an ads account. You can locate people that are organically creating content around your business, and then you could reach out to them. Sounds like ideally, first of all, say, hey, thanks so much for representing the brand. Maybe offer them something and then just say, hey, we'd love to take your content and give you some more exposure. Are you interested? And then boom, you could be off to the races. Actual customers and clients. That's the key. Not people who are influencers that believe they need to be paid because they have 5 million followers. Their 5 million followers are probably not relevant to, unless you're selling potato chips and things that are called universal goods, but find people who really, really identify with your product, who love your stuff. And it's not because you're trying to cheap out and not pay them. It's that B-list and C-list people who are not celebrities carry more authenticity. And everything that we've talked about today is creating things that don't look like ads. So things that are mobile, people who are not super famous, walk and talk stuff, not heavily edited, like literally using the in-app tools. All these things are creating, like boosting other people's posts instead of from the brand. These are all like, I'm going to go as far away from things that look like ads because an ad will stick out on TikTok. Dennis, if people want to check out the definitive guide on TikTok ads, or they want to check out Blitzmetrics, or they want to reach out to you on the socials, like where do you want to send people? Visit me on LinkedIn, or if you want, visit me on TikTok, but I have so many people messaging me on TikTok and these other channels. Google me and I'm happy to help you guys out. I want to see you win because I know when you start kicking butt on TikTok, you're going to need people to help you with the ads and you're going to hire virtual assistants from Philippines and Pakistan and other sorts of places. You're going to hire young adults to help coach you on how to be interesting on camera and how to say things in 15 seconds. My whole mission is creating these jobs for young adults. So the more you guys succeed and learn how to do this, the more you the more I'm going to be happy because you're going to, as your business grows, you're going to have to hire more people. Dennis, thank you so much for your wisdom and for your insights and for explaining your, uh, your ad strategy. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate you so much. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 520. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.